0: Welcome to the Mob Squad. We're real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls.
1: We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do
0: too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not
1: alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Mob Squad.
0: I'm Amanda. And I am L. We're sounding weird because we're also trying to record this on video. We're doing our best, but I think the video sounds like a low production porn <laughs>
1: it does we have to fix it we don't know what we're doing so if you have any advice let us know but we're gonna try and pair the podcast audio with mm-hmm. the video and hopefully that that like, get one rid of those, of like foreign
0: facts. films where you're talking and then there's like <laughs> subtitles we like blah, 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 and then the you video. hear the
1: words <laughs> and then you stop talking and it's like blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's what it's gonna be like but we're doing we're doing it we're doing it peter go we're doing it peter <laughs>
0: So what are we talking about today? Who is that from? Old
1: friend. Um, we're talking about Peter Pan. Yeah. You got it, girl. Thanks, Hi, five, five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about instruction manuals. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives you an instruction manual to be a parent. And I remember taking my son home from the hospital and being like, they're really going to let us leave. This is like our baby. This is our responsibility. Like yeah. we don't know what we're doing. They showed us how to swaddle once. What are we going to do? It's a lot to do. And here's what I didn't know as a parent until I became a parent. The amount of decisions you have to make as a parent is overwhelming. When you brought yeah, your son home,
0: did you feel like you were ready? Terrified. I, no, I was like, can I please stay a little bit longer? I didn't want to go home. I was so I scared.
1: I wanted to go home because I don't like being in hospitals, but <sighs> I, didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. For sure. Nobody does. They give you a baby and it's your baby. They make
0: like weird sounds and then they choke and you think they're, oh.
1: So yeah. yeah. I mean, we, my son had RSV at two months old and oh, it was super scary. Super scary. And he had to sleep in his car seat because he was upright. Mm. And I literally checked on him every five minutes. So I didn't get any sleep. He was also waking up every hour and 45 minutes to feed. And then I would breastfeed him and then I would give him formula and then I would pump and then I would put him, change his diaper and put him down. And then he'd be up like 30 minutes later. Yeah, I went through that too. That was so hard. So it was awful. But, and I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die from sleep deprivation. And I literally remember the exact conversation I had yeah. with my mom where she came over to help me. And I was like, Mom, can you die of sleep deprivation? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I'm dying. And she's like, I don't think so. Mm. But I know that they torture people with sleep deprivation. They do. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know that. No, that sounds. I think. I think they literally torture prisoners of war with sleep deprivation to get them to. Did I say that forward? Sleep deprivation. You said it right that time. Okay, so they do torture people with that. It's terrible. I know. So it work. It would work for me. Just if anybody's curious, if they wanted to sleep deprive me, I will wanted tell to you torture you, you then sleep yes. deprivation is because the way I to literally go. thought I was gonna die.
0: You will talk if they are. Yeah, torturing you. With yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because I'm one of those people. not know needs, that like, I would like a give lot of that sleep.
0: information out to all the torturers out there. I'm
1: like, do you know something I don't know? No. Make okay. them work for their. Well, money. I don't plan like, on being tortured anytime soon. But well, I will say God. this: when we went home with my son, and we didn't know what to do, and then all of a sudden I had to decide, are we doing this? Are we doing that? Do we need this? Do we need that? Like all the decisions that happen that you think you're prepared, yeah, because you know what you want for your child, but you don't know all the decisions that you have to make. I was so tired when I had my third baby, just to your point. And
0: this is like a super annoying thing, but it I think really reigns true to what you're saying. Yeah, I was so tired after I had my third baby, my third pregnancy. The labor was so different, like my other two. My it was like the movies, like my water broke, contraction came.
1: Never, push, push, I never push, push, had babies out. I never had that.
0: This time, so crazy. the third time, I had contractions, but I had never had contractions before, so I didn't even really know what that felt like. What? No, I, I never had where they're like, oh my
1: god, here comes another one. Oh, you didn't have that, that? for your first two
0: kids. No, my water what? broke, and then I felt like cramping, like period cramps, and then I was like, oh, that's a big one. Maybe I want my dad. My shut. up I know. I don't tell a lot of people this because I. Because
1: we hate you for that. Listen,
0: okay? Life is hard. I have lots of hard things. I never okay? had my water I had, break. I had but shitty I had sleepers, hard contractions, shitty eaters. Okay. I always say to you,
1: God gives you, <laughs> like, throws you a bone. We always say this. Yes. You I have got, a hard he, pregnancy. Yeah. Easy delivery. Yeah. Easy baby. Or you have hard, or did I just say that? I don't know. Easy what. pregnancy. Whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I had it. Okay.
1: You had an easy pregnancy. I mean,
0: Easy is Easy delivery, hard baby. I didn't like being pregnant. It was super uncomfortable and
1: yeah, but had you had heartburn all the time. I mean, I don't did think, you? not like
0: a lot of other people. So no, I guess I had an easy, I didn't, I didn't wake up and be like, the world, you weren't miserable wonderful. being pregnant. Awesome. I hated it. I was miserable. I, know you had, I like, was a lot of anxiety. I had
1: anxiety. I, I had anxiety. I did not have that,
0: but I did not like it. It was not like, I would never choose that as a recreational activity
1: no like, but, but i know some people that what
0: they just loved being but pregnant. you had easy birth but birth was easy easy for all three of my kids oh my but God, i hate you i know i i would give birth fucking any day of the week it was so easy what yeah I, all for okay. with all three of my kids but now i lost what i was where i was going with that how it ranged true because like, then you have a hard baby I, no i had some sleep had, deprivation oh sleep deprivation thank you yeah, so I think I still welcome. have it a little bit.
1: Yeah,
0: I got this. I got your back. <laughs> Thanks, girl. So I had like we had I had contractions. I had I had my older two. We were it was we were playing slip and slide in the backyard. And my sister was like go to the hospital. You're having contractions. I'm like, "Shut I up. I don't think that's what this feels like. This feels like something else. I don't know if it's contractions, but it was. and it was like every 4 minutes or whatever. And then when I got to the hospital, my water didn't break actually until I had to push the baby out. And then it broke and then baby came. Like oh, that fast. Oh my god. Amanda. But I remember because it was such a long day. Like I went for a massage that day and I was like ready to have this baby and I wanted her to like work all those like tension points or whatever yeah, that helped yeah. reduce labor, which it totally worked.
1: Right. Did you do the ankle? Yeah, she did the ankle. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. You went and you were like, oh my God, it works!" because I went into labor. I did. I had like, a, I
0: think I went into labor as she was massaging me. She had massaged me That's at amazing. my sister-in-law's house and yeah. her like casita. So it was like just me and her and it was super quiet. She worked on me for two hours and it happened. Nice. I started feeling things while she was working on me, but I didn't. I, again, you I never know. had contractions, so I didn't, right. know, like, didn't know what to expect or whatever. Anyway, but that was a very, very long day. My labor was like, I don't know, 16 hours or whatever. And then I had to push. And yeah, was your labor that. was it, easy. It was super, super easy. Super easy. like that's, no big deal. I know. I had it. Okay. I'm sorry. I had an easy. Hi, my name's Amanda. And I had three really <laughs> Hi, easy <laughs> births. Hi, <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Sorry. The point that I'm getting to is I was still very, very tired because I was sleep deprived. Yeah. Even though I had easy, luxurious birthing experiences I was tired
1: yeah on the tired. birth certificate
0: I put my married name on the birth certificate you're supposed to put
1: your married your name. maiden
0: name and oh. your husband's name you are yes I have to I, I have to get my son's birth certificate I still haven't done that but I'm gonna what? need to because he needs a birth or a passport yeah. yeah so it looks like his parents are brother and sister on the birth certificate because they that's have the so same last funny. name that's so funny But to your point, you have all these... Sorry, son, you're inbred. Sorry. (laughs) Mama's your auntie. Mama's the same. And your sister. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny.
1: being tired. Like, yes, there's no
0: instruction manual. You have to make all these decisions. Yes. Long story. And you start
1: off sleep deprived, which means your brain is not working. Mm -hmm. So you're sleep deprived. Your brain's not working. You don't know what you're doing. There's no instruction manual. This goes back to our other episode we did where we talked about a village because you might have people there that can tell you what to do, what to expect. This is how you do this. This is how I do this, whatever. We don't have that. So we don't, God, you're so tired. I remember having trouble breastfeeding and trying to read a book about breastfeeding after I had the baby, after I was struggling with breastfeeding and then being so tired and exhausted. And then the baby would wake up and then I'd have to do it all over again. It's exhausting.
0: I also had trouble breastfeeding all three of my it's kids. It's not bullshit. It is bullshit because we it's put hard. so much pressure on women. I was starving my baby so when I, I first had him. So because was I, I was and so I didn't know. hellbent on breastfeeding because everybody made me feel like shit. Like Ooh. you're a woman. This is your job. Your milk will come in. Don't give up. Keep my nipples were bleeding. Yeah, I same. felt like it was like knives going through my body. And I remember my husband. Yes. I wanted to going punch my to baby. Like,
1: I remember him looking and being like, I can't do this. It
0: hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. And my husband was sitting next to me. He's like, You got this. You got it. You're doing so good. He was like, Oh, it makes me want to cry because he was so amazing. Yeah. But I couldn't do it because it hurt so bad. They were, I I never felt pain like that.
1: And super painful for him to not be
0: getting the milk that I was built to make, you know, and you have, I went to all of these doctors and this naturopathic, and they all, said, just be patient. It will come in. You were made for this. Did your
1: milk come in? It never happened? came in.
0: It never I came in like a tablespoon Do you tablespoon think that's because max, of the surgery you Maybe. Are?
1: So I know breast implants can change things, but I also struggled with like the latch and stuff. So anyways, yeah. I had similar experience, but I ended up finding out later in life that my son was lip and tongue tied. Yeah. And my well, do- mine, my pediatrician was like, there's no, he's not. And then I, and then he was. So my, Mine were, I had all of them clipped so my son, within days of birth. I know good for you, girl, and I did that with my last. He was yeah. t- the day he was born his tongue and lip were cut. And that's a common problem these days. So yeah. if you are a younger mom and you're listening to this, don't listen to your pediatrician because they will tell you they're not lip tied or tongue tied when they can have a posterior tie. You have to find an expert. And you have to ha- find an IBLCC. IBCLC. IBLCC. Who's down with OPP. I have no idea. I don't know. It's a, board like a- certified lactation IBCLC. That's what it is. IBCLC and they know a lot more about it. They can't diagnose a tongue and lip tie. So you do have to find a doctor locally that does that and that can help you. But my pediatrician kept telling me no. And then same thing happened with my second son. He was Mm. tongue and lip tied and we waited until like five months and then your supply drops. It's just a whole thing. So I would recommend my youngest was the best breastfeeding experience that I had. We cut it the day he was born. He never had any issues. His breastfeeding experience was amazing. I breastfed him for three years and it works. So I really think the tongue and lip tie thing is such a huge issue that nobody talks about. Nobody, not a single person ever mentioned to me anything about tongue or lip ties before I had kids. Did anybody? Never. When my first was
0: born, his lip tie or his tongue tie was so bad that the bottom of his tongue was. Connected Dip. to the tip of his tongue. Yeah, so that's an, That's what my pediatrician kept
1: saying. Your son doesn't have that, so he yeah. doesn't have a lip tie. So he couldn't stick it out or move right. it side to side? And it was pulling, yeah. So my t- my son, when he cried, could not lift his tongue, could not put it forward, but he had a posterior one, so it was being held oh, by the back stick of it his all tongue, the way out but to it did not the touch the tip, yeah. yes. And he said, my pediatrician said, if it's not dipping, like... It sounds like what you had. She said, or he said it wasn't a a tongue tie. But I later found out that there's posterior tongue ties, which is in the back that doesn't show that, but that they can't move their tongue at all, which he couldn't. And it, it hurt my nipples. My nipples were coming out this way, like totally like a lipstick. It shouldn't look like that. It should be... Fully what it is, it's, it should be being pulled to the back of their throat and being pulled. Instead, it was being smashed. Like a teat. Yes. Yeah. Because the tongue only goes up, it doesn't pull it back like right. this. Yeah. So it was super painful. Like you were saying, I wanted to punch my baby. I would tell Austin when you would latch on him, like, oh my God, it's sore, not to freak out because it hurts so bad. Oh my God, bad. it hurts so bad. Yeah. And then we eventually went to pumping full time, which was super exhausting. And I don't recommend that either. Breastfeeding. Mm-hmm when you can do it, is the easiest, best thing ever. You don't have if to worry about bringing it, formula. Yes. You don't have to worry about having purified water. You don't have to worry about warming it. It's the perfect temperature. It's always with you. It was amazing. Yeah, But if you don't have the experience, it makes it so much harder, I think, as being a mom.
0: Totally. Like, but what I would born, have given in that moment, I remember my dad was visiting when my oldest was a few weeks old and he was starving
1: yeah, literally starving, mine. and all I was like feeding him
0: every right. fifteen minutes. Right, that's another sign. I just wanted to breastfeed when so bad, hungry over and over and over again. My dad was not like, really "Getting any?" Just give him some formula, and I was like, "Really, Dad?" Fine, yeah, that's the obvious answer, isn't it? Blah. And I like freaked out Did you? him Oh my yeah. god! And then I went normal. into my bedroom with my baby, who was crying and miserable.
1: Yeah,
0: for the rest of the night, and he never came back out. And I just fed him, which he wasn't getting. It. I never was successful. And I tried so fucking hard. And the reason I say breastfeeding is bullshit, I th- it's a beautiful thing. And if you can do it, it's awesome. But mamas, let yourself off the hook. Or if you're still like, you know, beating yourself up over it and your kids are adolescents now, like it's OK. Yeah. My kids did not, not suffer big... because I ended up giving them formula, which no. all three of them ended up having. I tried very hard with all three. By the time I got to my third one, I already knew that I wasn't going to put myself, I was like, I'm gonna do everything I can, I'm gonna, but if it doesn't work, formula is not the enemy. It's
1: It's not the enemy. So here's the thing, I'm not about guilting anybody. I don't think anybody should feel guilt for being a mom. I do think society is failing moms. Because breast milk is designed for your baby and formula will never be the same as breast milk, but I don't think there should be any guilt associated with it. So I no, don't, right. the, who made you feel guilty? Everybody, the doctors. They, 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 the they doctors did? Oh, 100%. Said? Yes. It was all my fault that
0: I wasn't, I was something I was doing wrong. The doctors? Yes. I was drinking a beer because there was yeast in it. I was taking yeah, yeast yeah, supplements. I was yeah. doing, what was the tea that you had to drink? Mother's milk or yeah, whatever. I was yeah. doing anything and everything you and can imagine. I was doing it. In abundance.
1: But people were making you feel guilty. Yeah,
0: because my body was supposed to produce milk.
1: No, that's
0: awful. And then I had to give formula.
1: Right. This so, was all during my first
0: experience. The second and third, it was like, whatever, I don't care. I'm doing what I need to yeah, do. Cause.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's important to get But to I that still point. tried
0: and I never gave up. And I wish I, wish I could have. That would have been awesome. And yeah. the little time I did have was amazing and wonderful. And I'll never forget it. And I'll always cherish mm. that. But also, I'm not...
1: No, I don't this think it's like going back should to the drop- instruction manual. Right. It would be
0: nice. For somebody to say, like, listen, sometimes it doesn't happen and that's okay.
1: Yeah. There are
0: alternatives. But see, here's to the thing. That. I
1: think there's the opposite where people don't understand how important breast milk is and they don't try and they don't even give it a chance or they don't want to because they think it's weird or they think it's gross, which is so weird to me when I have experience from a different angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I can see how important the connection is and how amazing it can be. And like I like you, I struggled with my first. So I didn't have that, but then I did with my last. So I see it from both sides and I I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that there's some people out there that like not demonize it, but they sexualize it, and mm. it's not a sexual thing at all, like yeah. not at all. And and that makes me sad. And it also makes me sad when people are like, "Who cares? Whatever. Like, it's no big deal." In terms of like, they don't ever even try, or they have like trauma. I think we had a friend who had trauma. She didn't want to breastfeed at all because of the trauma she experienced, and, and I don't know the true true story. I don't know the true story about that, but I just know there's all different reasons and we're all different. Yeah. I just think that, that we're not supported as mothers. We're not giving good good information. There's n- like the lip tie thing, for example. Like doctors are trained to say, this isn't a thing, it isn't a thing. It's a thing, it's a thing. And the fact that they're telling moms out there misinformation, in my opinion, I know that misinformation is like this big thing now, but that is literal inf- misinformation because doctors weren't trained on it that that these lip ties don't exist they do exist. They do affect breastfeeding. And I don't know where that's coming from industry-wise, but I know that it is a thing. And I was told bad information, which prevented me from being a breastfeeding mom because I didn't get my son's tongue tie fixed. He didn't get it fixed until he was nine. And we ended up doing it for speech reasons and he was out of speech the next day it literally has an effect on jaw development. Mm -hmm. It has an effect on speech. It has effect on mouth breathing. Mm -hmm. So if your child did have a tongue tie as a baby and you're like, no, it's no big deal. I don't need to get fixed. I think you do. I think you definitely need to get fixed. doesn't matter if they're 25. doesn't matter if they're nine. doesn't matter if they're one. Get it fixed because it does affect. You can be a grinder if you have a tongue tie. I Mm -hmm. have a tongue tie. I still have never gotten it fixed. And I think that's why I grind at night. But like there's multiple reasons to get your tongue tie fixed. And the fact that medicine or doctors are denying, or most of them are, not all of them, because we yeah. found a I doctor that our did it. At
0: all. Ours was like tongue tie, tongue tie, tongue tie, go. And so
1: you got it fixed mm-hmm. and then you still didn't make enough milk, but yeah. you could have missed that window. Like within my situation, your body is building that milk production in the beginning when they're not pulling milk out because they have a tongue tie, then your body is like, oh, I don't need to make milk. Yeah, but So then you never get to that same production level because that happens in the beginning.
0: Well, and that was my concern with my second and third. And so I rented that like industrial strength commercial yes, and pumper. And that was
1: way better than the, like than a regular the pumper. The one
0: that you get at the yes, baby store.
1: Yes. So I rented that
0: on day one right. and started pumping right away. And then right. it, it just didn't happen. So, my body just didn't, I had breast implants- at a very, very young age. I will I think tell you this. Something happened during that surgery, surgery. Yes, that And they don't tell
1: women it. that when they right. get breast implants in their 20s. So, oh, by the way, if you want to breastfeed later in life, you yeah. might not be able to. If we sever your nipples and mm-hmm. they don't like I don't it depends on where you go in, but that can affect your milk production. They don't tell you that right. when you're getting your breast implants, which I think is such a Well, and We did have you know lots I mean. of
0: talks pre-surgery with the doctor about that. and He said that it should not be a problem. Well, and so for some people, it's not.
1: Right. And And for for so many people, it's not.
0: For me, it happened to be, I don't, I don't, we don't need to get, I'm okay with with the choices that I made, it sucked in the
1: moment. Like I don't, you know, but, but I'm just saying women are not supported in any of it and they're not given information. Like you were not given the right information when you were getting your breast implants. You probably weren't giving the correct information when you had your baby. Yeah, The industrial pump does make a difference. So I will just tell you my experience. I have all three experiences because I had the same experience where I wasn't making enough milk. I didn't, wasn't pulling milk out. The second pregnancy, I had an industrial pump. That made a huge difference. I still never made enough milk. Mm-hmm. So I was, by that time, I my second had their tongue tie and lip tie cut. I was breastfeeding and I was pumping and I still didn't have enough. Yeah. My third, I did everything right cut his tongue tie right away Mm -hmm. because and I've heard this too and I don't know if this is true as you go on on pregnancies you bit more of a milk supply as you go on because your body's prepared well that was not the case for me but yes I have also heard that it can happen for me it ended up working out where I breastfed exclusively I did not give any formula with my third and so I feel like I've had the experience of all three and I do know that pulling milk with a pump is not effective for some people and I nobody told me that I literally with my first would pump for like an hour. And get like this much. Yeah, same. And I was so devastated. I'm like, where's this milk? Why isn't coming out? A pump will never pull the milk out like a baby can pull the milk out. Mm-hmm. And I just know that because of my third experience, he did such a good job because his jaw was fully able to move. He didn't have a tongue tie. He didn't have a lip tie. And that baby pulled that freaking milk out. And my yeah. supply was amazing. But when you have a pump, for some people, they pump, they get all this milk. Some people pump, it's not pulling the milk out. Right. So It's awful because nobody told me that. I had no idea when I was pumping that it could be milk is not coming out because my baby's not pulling out because the pump doesn't do it effectively. Nobody told me that. So I like exhausted myself trying to get milk out. It's hard. It's so freaking hard. It's, so it's hard. It's sad. It's exhausting. And I feel so bad that so many people go through the same, probably there's millions of people that have gone through the same thing that we went through.
0: Well, there's not a manual for that.
1: There's not a manual for that. <laughs> Here's my writer tying it all back <laughs> in. But it's true. And it's the same for, what were the other things we were going to talk about? Birthday parties. We just so, don't have them anymore. I just do <laughs> my kids trips because I don't want to deal with it. Birthday parties are a lot. They're,
0: they're so expensive. So I say to my they're boys, so would expensive. you rather... Like my middle son really likes fishing. So I'm like, would you rather go deep sea fishing? And he'd rather do that. And it costs the same as a birthday party. Yeah. And he loves it and he's so happy and nobody's left out. Right. And
1: so that's the thing. So birthday parties are difficult because Mm -hmm. there comes an age where it's like, I feel like when they're really little... You just invite everybody. The whole right? class, yeah. Because nobody knows anybody. Kids aren't friends yet. You just invite everybody. It's like more about the parents. When yeah. A little, little. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get older and it starts to be like, well, I'm not friends with that kid, so I don't want that kid at my party. But also, you might not be going to the local trampoline
0: park either where you can have 30 kids there, right? Or right. Or you might but be going becomes, to become smaller because- A place that's a lot more expensive because of whatever the experience is.
1: So that's kind of the situation we're at. So I was telling you and you were like, you shouldn't be feeling guilty. I had major, major, major mom guilt over not giving my middle, or not my middle, my youngest a birthday party this year. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel guilty about that?
0: I haven't had, my kids have not had a birthday party since 2019. Okay. None of them. And actually my youngest has never had a birthday party.
1: So that's how my youngest was. We didn't have a birthday party. Was it last year or the year before? Why? Why does he need, I mean- it's so sad though, isn't it? Why that we give the first one everything and then the last one gets nothing? But lessons learned, girl. He doesn't
0: remember any of those parties.
1: So here's I mean, well, they're, they're I feel like they're at the age now that they will no. Yeah, I, yes, yes. So that's part of why I have guilt. But here's what we do in our family: we don't buy them presents. It's birthday party or present do you want a present or do you want a birthday party? And we had an experience with my oldest where one year, I think he was like six or seven, can't remember, where he was like, I was like, who do you want to invite to your birthday party? And he's whatever age he was. And he said, well, if I invite more people, do I get more birthday presents? And I said, yeah, but we're not having a birthday party so you can have birthday presents. (laughs) We're having a birthday party so you can be with your friends. And he said, well, I just want lots of birthday presents. So my husband and I made the decision that we weren't going to have a birthday party that year. If you just want a f- party for presents, we're not gonna pay a bunch of money to have a bunch of friends if that's all you want. So we said, and also we don't want to raise our kids to just be obsessed with things. So we said, we'll do, because he's the oldest of three, we'll mm-hmm. do one-on-one time with you because that's important to him. So we ended up taking him to a local amusement park, just my husband and I, and we had family watch the younger two, and he loved it. And I was like, probably this never is amazing. forget it, as long as he lives. Probably not. He probably had an amazing time. We didn't have a bunch of presents and he loved it. So, but this year I remember calling you and you're like, you shouldn't feel guilty, but I had so much mom guilt so first of all, my youngest's birthday is in the summer. Yeah, A lot of people are out of town. It's also super hot. So what are we going to do? Last year we did a pool thing. And this year I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I feel like when I posted about my son's birthday on Instagram, I felt like some moms were like, well, my son wasn't invited to their party. Did they have a party? They did not have a party. You know what I mean? Like I just, there's a lot of boys in his grade. And I feel like some of them maybe thought they were left out and I don't want anybody to feel left out. And it wasn't we just didn't have a party. And then I felt guilty. Did you end up having
0: any sort of celebration outside of the family?
1: No. Okay. We just had a family celebration. We go to a special dinner. We have cake. We hang out with our neighbors. We hang out with our family, like that type of thing. We don't Mm -hmm. ever, we didn't ever do like a formal party, but I had so much guilt. And honestly, with starting this new job, you still kind of have guilt over it. I do. Part of me is like, maybe we'll have one in September. I don't know. Because I feel guilty, but I is feel like he I have to have Are you doing that? No, to yourself? I'm doing it to myself. Then move on, girl. Well, He's I so asked happy. him. I was like, "Do you want a birthday party?" He's like, "Yeah." But then I'm like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And he doesn't really know. And then I'm like, "Well,
0: move on. You got to start planning for Christmas. <laughs> that birthday ship has sailed, girl." Mm, I don't know. I was thinking when you were talking about guilt. I thought it would be more like, "Who are you going to invite? Who makes the cut?"
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think at a certain age, parents have to get. Mm-hmm used to the idea that, like I was saying earlier, in the beginning, you invite everybody because they're not really like friends yet, right? Everybody's kind of friends with everybody. But then as they get older, they start to like make connections with certain kids. And it's not like you're being exclusive, right? Your friend, your child either gets along with them or they don't. And it's not anything bad. It's just they have the same interests or they have the same whatever. You can't invite 30 kids,
0: uh, yes. I, it's
1: whoever they get along with. And I've we've gotten more towards like the fourth and fifth grade age where we invite kids that they're like actually friends with. Like I'm not gonna pay for a party for 80 kids just so my no. friend, my kid can say, Oh, I had a big birthday party. It's more like who are you really pass. friends with? Who do you really want there? Yeah. Right? Am I alone in that? No. I mean I don't you think don't so. have birthday parties. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> But I mean, I
0: don't have it for that reason. Because
1: because you feel bad not inviting. people. No, I just
0: don't want the like, oh, so and so was left out. I don't know. I'm thinking this year will be the year that they can all have birthday parties again. And it's not that I am like a big hard no, like my oldest was wanting to have a boy girl party this year.
1: Okay. But he wanted
0: to wait until it was hot. And then you wanted he to wants, wait? Yeah, because he wanted to have a pool party. Oh, okay. And why did not you have one then? I mean, we still might. He was born in April. We might do like a half birthday celebration. I don't know. We just didn't do it. We did other things to celebrate. And they know there's like no shortage of love in our family. There's no shortage of celebration for birthdays. Right. A birthday party is I, I don't know. I, I think they'll have a birthday party, but I won't have any problem inviting just those that they're closest to. Yeah. But I also don't post it on social media ever. So there's that. Like, I, maybe that's why I, it's a little bit different for me. Well, I didn't post so I'm not part. Well, nobody seeing answer, what it? we're doing. Well, I'm just posting like it's his birthday. So I don't have, right. But then I don't, but I wouldn't even do that Right. because don't I don't, do I'm you just don't like, do I don't do that. So, so those thoughts would never cross my mind of whether or not somebody was left out or, or not. Cause I, cause if it's out of sight, it's out of mind Then no one's left out. <laughs> totally. So. Totally. Um, but I see what you're saying. I, I understand living in that, and I do have guilt sometimes. Like, should I have had a party? And I'm like, no. God, what? But they they just got like a massive gift or a massive experience. That is so amazing. I yeah, would. We, we don't, don't that. do both.
1: We don't do both. I never would have gotten the that other.
0: growing up. I also didn't have a party every single year growing up.
1: So either did I. Did I. So that's where so like no. why are we putting so much pressure? Now there's don't three know. of them. I can't afford. Where is that afford. coming from, though?
0: All their friends. Their society. That's telling us that we have to have a birthday party. I
1: We're I right. not going to do so that. So why do I have so much guilt like we didn't have a party? Where is this coming from? Like, why do we have mm-hmm. to have a party for every kid every year? Is it just where we live? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. My
0: guilt mo- comes more from the invite list. Should we or shouldn't we invite? That's how do you. I know. But
1: here's what but, I do. I go to my kid and I say, are you friends with the kid? Do you play with mm-hmm. them? It's not... It's not out of like wanting to exclude anybody. It's just the fact that like we can't pay for 80 kids. Right. We need to make the list small. And here's the thing. I, this goes back to like the the friendship series. I feel like we always (laughs) bring it up. But do you want 50 high-bye friends or do you want real friends? And I am all about fostering the real friendships. So if you don't see so-and-so, but you really, really love them, we'll invite them. But if you don't see so-and-so and you don't really have anything in common. I don't want to invite them just to invite them. I want people there that you actually hang out with, like, want to be around who are your real friends. Yeah. You know, but it's not to leave anybody out. It's not because I want to be mean. It's not because I want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's because it's expensive to have parties, first of all. Second of all, it's fostering those friendships that really matter and not just being like, we're all friends. Because when you get to a certain age, well, if you're it having a party like more that, about, and
0: it is all about the presents, yeah, really, it is. It is. I mean, the, who else can we invite to get more presents? Let's get all the presents. Let's invite all the, all the people we know. We all. I've done that. I did that. Oh my god, my youngest had. You remember my his first birthday party? You were there. Your youngest? Yes. No, my oldest. No, yeah, I remember your oldest. There was a hundred yeah. people there.
1: Yeah, I remember. It was. It was a pretty big party. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty big. It was a massive party. We had it catered. Like yeah. and
0: we're not like bougie princesses and princes over here. Like yeah. we, But it was
1: your first. I get it.
0: I my second and third did not have anything like that. I know for them. I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm moving towards this place in my life where I'm more about the experiences. Yes.
1: Yeah. So and
0: if a party is what the experience is for my kids and that's what they want, yeah. Because it's meaningful to them, then I'm all in. Like my middle is 10 now. So maybe we might do like, he can do um, paintball. So that might be like something that he'll never forget. Yeah. But going to the trampoline park year after year. Yeah. He's not going to remember all that. But like an epic battle at the paintball, he'll remember that. Right. You know, so, but to your point, it's also very expensive. So he right. and there's a limitation on how many people you can have on your paintball party. So you have to pick like your ten friends. You can't right. take the whole class. I feel like well, that's a the thing too. Head. So
1: like when they're little, I feel like whatever we did, you could invite fifty kids. But now. Yeah. Like, if you choose certain things, like my. Well, it used to be at
0: the park with like a bounce house. So the more right. the merrier. The more than the merrier. But
1: now yeah. some party packages is like, oh, you can only invite 10 kids. And right. it's not because you want to be mean, but it's because you literally only invite 10 kids because right. that's what you're paying
0: for. I mean, that happens a lot like with Great Will Fludge. And I think we did, we talked about this on a podcast once. What? Great Will Fludge is great. Or, okay. Great Wolf Lodge is great. Great Wolf Lodge is great. Yeah. But when you have a birthday party, you're very limited. And it's a super expensive place. You also have to get a hotel room. Right. Like there's all of these... Things, right? That you have to do. So, I remember my son. I think he was in third grade, and he didn't get invited to. And your son did. I think he he did not get invited to Great Wolf Lodge, Mm. but your son did. And he was like, "I don't understand. You know, my best friend gets to go. Why don't I?" I'm like, "Because you're not friend. Like, yeah, you're not close to the birthday boy. Like, he only gets ten. His mom is not made of money. Yeah." If you only got ten people, would this kid make the list? Would he make the cut? I and it was a no. So I'm
1: like, okay, well then there's your answer. Like, yeah. and if then it but was he felt no better about it. Yeah, totally. That. Right, completely. So I think sometimes people need to go through that. Like, if you weren't invited.
0: But if it was the other way, it's not a line in the
1: sand. It's not, but it's just. I just want. I just hope that parents understand that and they talk talk to their kids about it because I don't want everybody. And I and my kids are not like that. We talk about not making people feel left out, not feeling bad about like you don't go talk about your birthday party in front of so and so if so and so wasn't there. Like we don't do those things. We're not mean people. Right. We talk about that with our kids, but I don't want certain people to think, oh, my kid was left out or whatever. And then we didn't even have, like I said, we didn't even have a birthday party, but I feel like some people were like, oh, happy birthday. And then they're like, why wasn't my kid invited? And like, did you have a party? And I just almost wanted to post like, we didn't have a birthday party. Like your kid's not left out. So, you know, I don't know. And then I feel guilt about not having one and he is my youngest. And I think we give so much attention to the oldest then i feel bad we don't do the same things for the youngest and maybe if you're a parent of three you understand that and if maybe even if you have two you've done that but yeah. it's just it's a lot so you're so excited about your first and I feel like as the time goes on you're like ah you we're out a little bit we're yeah. over this we're over this but i had so much guilt about that so i think i know i'm not alone having guilt about this mom stuff cuz we no, don't get I an instruction manual we don't know what the right thing is to do right yeah. There's no right or wrong answer, I guess, but there's also this part of you that feels guilty and like, where does this, I always ask people, I'm like, where does the guilt come from? Yeah. Because are you making yourself feel guilty? Did somebody say something to you or is it just kind of like made up in your head? And with the situation, it's probably made up. In my well, head. it
0: could be from whatever we're projectiling too. I know sometimes I'll feel left out if I see something on Instagram. Yeah. I know it's not intentional or malicious. Right. Probably. But seeing that, I think that's why I don't go on it. I'm sure I've shared this before in other podcasts. This is exactly why I don't go on because I I feel left out too. So I see why those parents would say that. They would be like, oh my God, was my kid left out of something? That sucks. No one wants to feel that way. So I could totally, I see why you would want to post something, but I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) That's a hard one. It is hard. I guess you could, if you wanted to give everybody peace of mind in a tribal village type world. Right, which is what we did our podcast on last week. But before that, it would have been a just you do you, girl. Who cares what everybody else thinks? But that would contradict everything that we said in last week's episode. So, I mean, I guess if you wanted to put a peace of mind out, you could do that. Just if anybody like we didn't have a party for him.
1: I know. I don't even think I need to do that. I just, I don't know. I don't know where my guilt comes from. I just need to figure it out. But let's talk about sleepovers.
0: Gotta have them or make them stop.
1: We don't do sleepovers.
0: Yeah. We don't so either, but not for the same reasons.
1: I recently watched
0: something, you do it for different reasons? Well, I, I mean, I was, I never was like against sleepovers. Yeah. I, I sort of am now, I guess, having
1: talked to you after all these years. Uh-oh. Today I influence oh, you? Yeah. Yes, that's okay. I we it was I mean, a hard was like, no for me forever. Yeah, like we never been a hard no it, for you. In fact, in fact, I can talk. My son did sleep over at your house mm-hmm. after a long time of talking about it. Mm-hmm. and and i still trust you it has nothing to do with you but i it was easier for me to say no across the board we don't do yeah. it and we ended up doing it and it's still something that's hard for me and i think with maybe like things that i've experienced in life or things that i've heard from other parents it's a really difficult thing for me and it's not a it's not a trust thing it's it's that In my opinion and things that I've experienced and witnessed, nothing good comes from sleepovers in my opinion. So there are parents who think they're great and there's parents who think that they're fine and and who cares and don't worry and you know, whatever, or they trust people or whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm just saying the things that I have experienced, there's nothing good that usually comes from, there's something inappropriate being talked about. There's something inappropriate being shared, seen, witnessed, happening to or from people, it's never really like a necessary thing. So my thing is, okay, you want to spend all night with your friend. I'll come pick you up before you need a sleepover. Do you want to spend the morning with your friend? I'll be happy to drop you off at (laughs) 6am if you want to go at 6am. The spending the night part to me is unnecessary and also just things that shouldn't be happening like after parents go to bed. And I know when I did sleepovers as a kid, the parents would go to sleep and Things that shouldn't happen were happening. So, how old were you during those times? Mm-hmm. Like, are we talking your teenage years? Second, or- third, oh, second and third, fourth, grade. fifth grade. I didn't do any. Did you sleep? I did do sleepovers what in middle school. In second grade. I mean, it's not appropriate to talk about. I you know, but because oh, of- we have a child in the room. But I <laughs> get out of here. We love, love you. you. Bye. Love you. So, I'm just saying, there's things that happen that are things that I don't want my child experiencing. And I shared something on social media and I think I'm going to share it on our mob squad podcast, um, Instagram account, but there's just, it's like the witching hour. There's things that happen at certain times in the middle of the night that are never good things. Like there's just never good things happening in the middle of the night. No
0: good ever comes after 2am sort of thing. Yes. That kind
1: of saying. Yes. That's what I was looking for. So I'm just saying it's an unnecessary thing. And I think for me as a parent, I do it to protect my children because I want to conserve their innocence and I want to preserve what we have taught them. Yes. And when, when it's out of your hands and it's at somebody else's house, It's different. And can kids come spend the night at our house? Absolutely. Do I choose that? No. I don't want to watch somebody else's kid at night. I don't want to deal with not going to bed. I don't want to deal with, you know, whatever it is. I just, it's not something that I choose for my child. And I think parents who haven't had those experiences don't know what can happen. And they might be great parents and they might be innocent people. But whose house are they going to? Even if they trust them, even if they're lifelong friends, who's at that parent's house? Is an uncle spending the night? Is a friend staying the night? Is a neighbor staying the night? Are there older siblings? Are there younger siblings? What's going on when you're not there? And for me as a parent, it's not something I want, don't want to control. So it's something that needs to not happen in my book. And for me saying across the board it's not happening makes it easier. Do you know what I'm saying? Than just saying, well, well, I trust this person and not that person. It's just across the board for me. It's a no. I want my kids at our house. I know they're safe. I know they're sleeping. I know they're getting what they need. They're protected. It just makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. But tell me what your perspective is.
0: I, went, well, I had sleepovers growing up and I thought they were awesome. I don't think anything inappropriate ever happened on our sleepovers.
1: That's great. You know, it was That's like
0: awesome. makeovers and painted nails That's and then amazing. putting maybe your hand in warm water, but (laughs) we only ever really talked about that. We never actually (laughs) did it. It's so dirty. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think, God, when I was like in high school, we would like toilet paper and stuff, but. Yeah, we did that in middle school. Again, that's like super vanilla fun. It's super PG. It's not, I know we live in a different time now, but yeah, it's it's sort of this sort of like rite of passage in growing up where UTP houses or. Yeah. So we did that and. I get, I don't know if I just got super lucky, but nothing bad ever happened. Like yeah. Uncle Creeper never spent the night or like no, nobody was like dancing around in their underwear or trying to yeah. get us to dance in our underwear. I don't. But I have heard those things. So I was never like a hard no on sleepovers growing mm-hmm. up. I, it was like some of the most fun time slumber parties were amazing. But then I had boys and I was like, do boys have slumber parties? I don't I don't think so. They have like camp outs, but I don't have like a tree house. Like there's no Sandlot tree house to go. Sandlot tree out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know what boys did. So then my oldest became like old enough to, I guess what my husband and I thought were old enough to do a sleepover. Yeah. But he didn't do it. Like he's never successfully completed a sleepover. I always get a call from at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock when he's tired. And he's tired. He'll put himself to bed. So he doesn't want to stay up all night. He's not a partier. Yeah. He wants to be in his own bed. He wants to go to sleep when he wants to go to sleep. So
1: he's like a homebody.
0: All three of my kids are that way.
1: Really? None of them are sleepover
0: kids. And it's not because maybe somebody's protecting you. Or, yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're all homebodies. They all want to be in their own beds. They all want to be, you know, they're creatures of habits. They want mm-hmm. they're like my There's youngest. A security about being in your own has home. Gone to my sister's house even to spend the night. And I'll get a call at like midnight to come pick him up. They don't even have him over anymore because they're like, no, we're we're tired. We don't want to do that. We don't yeah. want to drive him home. But For sure. He like wants to listen to Audible at night. And like my nephew doesn't and my niece doesn't. They're like, Ugh. Yeah. The audible, get it off. You know, they're just. But he's a man who likes what he likes. <laughs> he's a man who likes
1: he's what he likes. Got his
0: ritual and. Yeah. You know, there's no room for that. So yeah, we don't really have sleepover kits and I'm good with that. And I don't we don't really have a ton of sleepovers here because of that reason. Again, like they're creatures of habit. They yeah. like what they like. They 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 have this sort of routine. I know my yeah. oldest will be like, oh, can you know, Johnny Jojo comes in the night and he's so fired up about it at 5 p.m. Yeah. But 9 p.m. rolls around and he's, he's like, like, no, can he please go home? I'm like, no. You invited him over for a sleepover you're supposed to rock out all night that was the plan at 5 p.m and now here yeah. we are and so now i'm like no sorry no sleepovers we're not doing that yeah I and mean, we'll have your oldest over because he's the same as mine they both go to bed early they're having right. it's like having two 90 year olds spend the night literally early two yeah and early <laughs> you're so funny early by sleepover standards they're in bed by like 11 or midnight yeah which i think isn't early by a
1: sleepover standard. It depends. But here's sleep. the thing. So I shared recently on um, social media about not doing sleepovers and this yeah. video of this dad who was really strict on no sleepovers for his daughter. And then his daughter like went to college or something. Was it college? I think it was college. Oh no, she turned 18. Their rule was no sleepovers until 18. And she turned 18 and she went to a sleepover and she came home and she said she hated hated her parents for not letting her do sleepovers because everybody mm-hmm. did them. And I feel like it is a bigger thing these days than when we were kids. Do you feel like that too? No, I just feel, I like, feel it's like it's talked it was about a, a thing lot when I, was a, more. when I was a kid. No, I don't feel like it was as much as it is now. It really? Like now it's like, oh my God, everybody has to do a sleepover. And then no, I when I was a like kid, we all. did sleepovers. I did sleepovers, but it wasn't like, I feel like it's just constant these days where they're like, I need a sleepover, I need a sleepover. And I'm like, geez, every, every weekend. Well, anyways, mm. so this dad... Shared the story on a podcast. It was a podcast and I shared it on my Instagram where he said his daughter, like, came home after having her first sleepover at 18. He said, Thank, She said, Thank you so much for protecting me all those years. I now understand, like, what you were doing. And so I think, Wait, did something happen at her sleepover? I don't know. They didn't talk about it really on the what happened, but I think the message is clear that, like, something obviously did happen, but she didn't understand it at the time. Kids should be sleeping at night. So what? is so great about kids not sleeping and what are they doing while they're not sleeping when parents are asleep like that is just well and that's crazy the thing and me. are
0: you the parent staying up like for me i think nine out of ten kids, parents go to bed i do they not so you can rest assured so you don't but i don't i've talked to some parents and but they're i'm like, yeah, so tired i don't know what they do i'm like oh okay i stay up until we had a kid spend the night here i don't know maybe two years ago he was a one and done he had oh, his he phone yeah done. because he was sitting on my chair on his phone and he was like i was like oh, no yeah. phones buddy no phones buddy sorry we're a no phone household like yeah and he, we don't do that so he sat on the chair in my living room mm-hmm. on his damn phone because then he was like it was kind of like a fuck you lady i'm gonna do it right in front of you because was like well if you need your phone then you can use it right here like yeah, here i am that would not happen and then he I used would it take that phone away but he had to be able to get in touch with no, his parents, no. whatever. That's why it was a one and done. I didn't want to. Do, I, I I don't know. I don't know what you're doing on your phone. I don't trust it. My son doesn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. You have access to.
1: But it's your house. Just be like in my house. We don't have. We phones. Don't- you want to call your mom? I'll Listen, give you my phone. There's, there's no, no instruction manual.
0: You. He was a tiny human. I, I was shocked tiny, that he even had he? a phone. I think they were fourth grade. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. they were. that's so little it was after COVID. So fourth grade. Okay. So little. And again, there's no instruction manual. My son is 12 years old. He does not have a cell phone. I stand by my decision. You can judge me all you want, but I'm going to teach him everything I can about the World Wide Web and how to navigate it before I hand over the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. I'm going to do that. You because know I'm on your page. I know you are
1: but they're not, developmentally, I'm not developmentally ready. I'm not developmentally ready at a 40 year old. I can go on Instagram at any
0: given time and feel bad about myself.
1: Totally. I do not want my child going through that. You don't need a child that. who's not cognitively able to handle that, who's yeah. going through puberty, who has difficult life already because puberty and to deal with all the social media that's oh. happening and all the things that we know about social media, the bullying,
0: Oh my God, I the just horrible saw things that they share. For a local high school in, in a city, a neighboring city to ours, there's this kid that's getting bullied from from all these other kids at this high school, they're literally telling this kid to kill himself every day. You suck at life, fucking kill yourself. Oh and the God. mom is like calling it into the school and the school's like, we can't do anything about any it because it's on Take social media. Take away the phone. We can't do anything about it. Blah, 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 blah. But Stop. most of these parents it's don't not know. harmless. It's and if they know, then they're also human beings. We're, How do you know that your kid's not doing that? No, monitor what your kids are
1: doing. They don't. There's they so many don't parents that don't. And
0: telling somebody to go kill yourself. So awful. Go like kill yourself. Child,
1: a child is telling another they child. to do that? that? They, what that they happened. do that? Didn't they sue? Wasn't this like a few years ago where somebody sued somebody's daughter or some child was telling another child to kill themselves and, and they did? And girlfriend. then they sued she went them? To,
0: she, she was like, because tried they were, for... Reaching out for help and they told her or whatever with her boyfriend. Yes. And she was like, I think
1: you should do that or whatever. And I don't, I think she was guilty. Yeah, she was. I think she's in jail for it. Yeah. Because she was was, like committing a crime or something. I don't know what it was, but I just think that that's so awful. Like so beyond awful. But here's the thing. Here's what makes me angry. I feel like we have friends and we've talked to parents. Who have kids with cell phones and it's a problem. Like they literally tell us, it's a problem. I don't like what my son's doing on there. I don't like what my daughter's doing on there. There, this is happening on there. This is happening on there. And I look at them and I'm like, take the phone away. You did that to me today. Take the phone away. You don't have a phone. About a game, the game. Mortal oh, Kombat. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Take it away.
0: Oh my God. I did do that They're playing Mortal to Kombat. Yeah, you're right. You're my parent. Take it away. If you make a
1: mistake, I can't look. You look at your kid and you say, I'm sorry. I thought mm-hmm. you were ready for this. You're not ready for this. I'm making a decision as a parent, I made a mistake. This is normal because then you're teaching your kids. It's okay to make mistakes, which it is. You're not perfect. We don't have an instruction manual. I made a mistake. I'm going to take away the phone. I'm going to take away the video game. I'm going to take away social media. I'm going to take away whatever's not Mm -hmm. working for us and say, sorry, I know you had this. I made a mistake. We're done we're not going to continue. You have that power. I feel like yeah. so many parents these days act like they've messed up and they can't take it away. You can, you're in charge of your child. This is your house. They live within your house. You can make that decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My child's going to slam the door. I'm taking off the door. If my child's going to bully a kid on social media, I'm taking away social media. Right. It's the same thing. We're doing that because these are our kids we have to protect. them. We don't them. obey we them. Have to protect them together. They obey us, and we do have to protect them together. Yeah, it takes a village, it like our, our other village. episode. Our village is the about. instruction manual. Truly, it is. Yeah, if you can
0: be, I feel like sometimes I'm a part of this village. Well, that's what everybody's doing. Everybody has social media. Everybody has this. Yeah. I don't want my kid to feel left out.
1: I never care about that. I, feel I don't want like them to feel left out either. I'm alone but... on an island. But I'm making the best choice for my child, and that's the same way. And I felt. they're going to appreciate it in the long run, right? So that's what this video was, and that's why I shared it yeah. because I know it's hard to say no. I'm a parent who tells well, my and child these kids no. Will try to wear you down, and so sure, oh God, for sure, they're manipulative. Mm-hmm. They are incessant, yeah, and they they get what they want. But here's the thing: if you know that you're standing strong in your convictions and you know what's right for your family you just have to focus on that block everything out don't listen to your kids don't I my kids constantly come to me and say so-and-so has this so-and-so has that I don't care that's their family that's their decision mm-hmm. we are different we do things this way that's what's going to happen right because it does get to you sometimes different sometimes i'm like have oh different rules they're doing this yeah maybe I should be doing this and then I have to stop myself and say no I'm not going to do that because that's not what I believe in and I'm Not going to bend over for my kid Mm -hmm. to do something that goes against something I believe in, even though everybody else is doing it. Even though I'm alone on an island, I don't care. Do you know what is
0: the beauty about? I don't know if it's the beauty about that statement. Everybody else is actually not doing it.
1: I'm learning. Doing what?
0: Like not everyone has a cell phone. So we're at this new school, and thank God it's a zero technology. Like they don't have computers there. You, They're not allowed to have their not, cell phones.
1: You get in big trouble if you have no iPads.
0: They have like old school overhead projectors. It's There is zero technology. If you get caught On with purpose. your cell phone, your parents have to come pick it up. Like that is, they're super strict and super hardcore about it. Even there, I have felt all alone. I'm sure that you have too. Like I'm the only one without a cell phone. I need TikTok. I need this. And I have talked to so many parents that have, they're they're waiting until the sophomore year. Some of them are waiting until their kids are driving. And when they drive, they're getting a flip phone.
1: Yeah. And I really want my kids to have a flip phone. They don't need social media. make
0: phone calls if it's an emergency, they can yeah. still text with right. their friends and they can make calls if there's an emergency and that's it. And then I think they get a smartphone like when they graduate from high school or something or maybe yep. when they're a junior a year oh, later, 19, whatever it was. They can do that. <laughs> they get, but there's stages, right? And yeah. I was like, I thought we really were one of the last ones, but we're not. We're just hidden. Out there. Yeah. So you have to surround yourself with people that either support the decision that you make, which I right. think we've done a really good job of doing. Yeah. Like I've never felt judged. In fact, I've never felt judged, but I feel like people have to make justification, justify why they have given their son or daughter a phone, <laughs> right? Like, we've talked about this. I, and I'm not here to judge. Like, what totally. works for your family we've talked is, to moms I am and they're here. Like, 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 I,
1: there's no judgment. This if, is why we have a cell phone and we're like, okay, yeah. whatever best for your I family. Don't,
0: The choice that I've made is because I know how I feel when I go on social media.
1: Yeah.
0: I never leave there feeling great about myself or that I've really nailed life. Right. I just. There's there's time for that. Who are they going to call? what are they going to do? What's the point? Just, so, What's the it's just so unnecessary. So I was they, one of
1: the kids, like one of the first kids at my school that had cell phone. I actually had one in middle school and I was one of the few that did, but I, there was no social media. This was back when it was T9 texting. God, like, ruled. I didn't have real texting yet. So, I mean, I had cell phones early on, but let me tell you, there's no need. There's no need. They don't need it. Here's the thing: a lot of parents are like, "I want my kid to be able to get a hold of me. I want to. I want them to. You know, I feel safe if I can call them. Yes, there used to be a lot more pay phones around. There's not. Like we used to I'm call it like, for a pay phone. had
0: to collect. You'd be like,
1: yeah. Hey mom, pick me, me up. up. Come pick me up. I'm at the movie theater. <laughs> and then it would be like two. Like, this, this is your collect call? call? <laughs> yeah. From <laughs> mom. The movie movie movie. <laughs> <A> movie's <laughs> over. Come get me. Yeah. We used to do that so much. Oh my god, that was <laughs> the bad old days. But I that's like
0: part of me is lazy also that I don't want to have to monitor all of this shit. Yeah. Also, you monitoring really, it is actually really hard. They make it hard for you, you because really, they don't want you, you monitoring it. They monitor want to it. And did I ever tell you I might have talked about this on another podcast. I was out to dinner with some girlfriends a couple of months ago, maybe back in April. We were celebrating a friend's birthday. So we went out to dinner. It was four couples, but the girls were in one Uber and the boys were in another Uber. We were in the most random Uber of all time. I don't even know how the four the four girls were talking about we were talking about like getting drugs or whatever. I, I was telling them a story, maybe about something that we had talked about on a podcast or whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah.
0: And the other ladies in the car, all moms our age or it had to do with something with drugs and they were like, well, "How do you even get drugs?" And the Uber guy was like, "I can have any drug you want within 5 minutes."
1: What? That's what we said. We were like, "What?"
0: And he goes, "Yeah." Snapchat. That's how everyone gets their dress. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter what you want. You can get
1: anything you want.
0: All you have to go, just go on Snapchat.
1: Yeah. Well, that's crazy. And so here's the thing. I have Like my son is not
0: ready for that. No.
1: They're 12 years old. Neither is anybody we know whose friend. They need to be 12 12 years old. I don't want. No. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I don't think people realize what actually happens on these yeah. apps, what the potential is of what can happen. Did you see Sound of Freedom yet? No, no, okay, will go you with you. I can't go it. alone. I'll go with you. You Again, will? I will, okay. but I just won't watch it. <laughs> it's not, it's like traumatizing to watch, but here's the I thing. I think my brother-in-law wants to see it. So I don't think anybody me. realizes what actually happens. And in the beginning, their kids might be super innocent. So they might be monitoring it in the beginning. they're like, oh, my son's so innocent or my daughter's so innocent. They're so good. No. And then they have no idea what really actually happens on there. And I've heard some stories of parents and situations that have happened. So here's the thing. You cannot read every text message, look at every photo, follow every social media. Like these kids were on it like 24-7. Nobody has time to monitor that. You can get these apps that monitor it but the apps are, are they really
0: doing a good job. because no, I have one of those apps. I just got it. And I thought I was going to be like this great whiz bang thing, but it's here. It's exactly to your point. It'll be like, Oh, you know, your youngest is here's an alert. Here's an alert. Here's an yeah. alert. And yeah. it's extreme violence. And so I go to look on it and it's like a YouTube short of
1: like silly. Guy I don't stuff. know. John Cena.
0: Yeah. You, you know, yeah. that's not extreme violence. Right. So because of that, I can already see myself not looking at the alerts.
1: Yeah. Cause you're like, this is a bunch of stuff that I don't need to look at. So all I'm saying is it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Nobody can, here's the thing too. You have multiple kids. We have three kids. We cannot, multiple kids, we cannot be monitoring every little thing that they're doing. And these kids spend so much time on there. There's just no way. Nor do I want to. There's no way. Which is why they don't have
0: a phone yet because I want to make sure they are going to be responsible when they have the device. So I don't have to hover. Right. I don't want to live in that land.
1: We know scientifically they're not developmentally ready. Their brains are not even developed here. Boys aren't until 25 25. 25.
0: That's when you get a cell phone. <laughs> that's when you
1: get a cell phone. But here's the thing. Like, we just said this too. We're, we both are in our 40s. And why'd you whisper that? Say it loud and proud, girl. I mean, I'm kind of not, so.
0: We're, <laughs> There's a book called. What? Congratulations. It's over. The best is over.
1: The best I mean, is over? Congratulations. No. The best is over. And it's about hitting middle age. No. Mm-hmm. The next 30 years. What's that country song? In the next thirty years, I'm so awful. I can't sing it. Mm. It's supposed to be like the best years of your life. The next thirty years, I don't know. Oh, it's a Tim McGrath song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget how. It was, my but anyways, next thirty yeah. Yes. So that's how I look my children at
0: it. And my wife.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing, in our age, you just said yourself, you can feel bad about social media. I don't have a lot about that, but I do get stressed out about things that are happening in the world from what I see on social media. So that there's that there's these pieces that are happening that let's say that's your thing. Your son's thing is something different. That's my thing. My son's thing is something different. We don't know what's going to affect them or how it's going to affect them. Their lives as teenagers are already so difficult. Mm -hmm. Why put anything else on their plate? Like why do that? And as parents, why are we putting anything else on our plate? It's hard enough to be a parent of a teenager. Why are we adding anything else to it? I was an awful teenager. Awful. Me too. If God is going to pay me back for that, <laughs> I'm screwed. The <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm definitely not going to chance that with the cell phone situation. <laughs> so I don't need anything else. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I want my kids to be good kids. I want them to be good human beings. I want them to be innocent as long as possible. Some of these parents are promoting independence and sexual sexualization of their kids and- wanting them to be hooked up with other kids and all these things and I'm like, they're still young. Yeah. Like they have so much time for that. Why are we promoting that? No. I don't understand it. It's important, yes, but like they're still little. Like we're not dealing with 18 year olds Yeah, no. We're dealing with 12 year olds or even 13 or 14 or 15, like why? You know, I don't think there should be any rush for that especially in today's world with all the technology that they have and all the things they're exposed to. Let's protect that innocence for a little bit longer so different than when we grew up. So different.
0: We're I, mean, gonna I think going to see things that we, we never is that saw. We're all test dummies. For sure. We're all test dummies. This world has never seen anything like what we're dealing with. Technology is moving right. so fast. In Nobody 10 years, knows. in five years even, there will be laws. There's lots of countries already that have laws against social media. Yeah, there's states that are passing. There are now states that have restrictions on social on, media. You're or, not allowed to have it until restrictions. You're 18. 18 yeah. years old. Right. We are all test dummies. So they're, so, you know, The big tech guys are like, oh, let's let's see what works. Let's see. What can we get away with? What's the mental health that's going to come out of this? What are the good things that are going to come out of this? What are the bad things that are going to come out of this? And then they're going to use us as a baseline to make their laws and rules and regulations. And I don't want my child. Any of my children or your children to do do those be an test experiment? Studies. They're right. not an
1: experiment. No. And here's the thing: there's no instruction manual for technology. Mm-hmm. It's not the technology that we had. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we know there are studies now coming out now, especially after COVID, that have shown how detrimental social media is to mental health. Like I've shared those studies on our mob squad. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. They say how bad it is for their mental yeah. health. So why? Like why? I don't understand that. I mean, just- that's what I don't understand the amount of screen time they get. I If
0: my kids have too much screen time, especially my little, Yeah, he is a rage monster. Same.
1: And there's some and kids I don't that like are better that. with technology like, than others because yeah. I've noticed it with my own kids. I have to. And I've talked to other moms where some kids have technology and they're psycho when you take it away. Mm-hmm. And they definitely shouldn't have technology yeah. even though it's hard. And there's other kids that are easy to get off of technology, but that doesn't mean it's not having an effect on them. Right. And here's the thing. They know that the blue lights are not good for your hormones. Like it messes up melatonin. They know that the LED D-lights are not good for your eyes. Mm-hmm. So some kids who are looking at screens have eye eyesight issues now. They know, like if you're looking at a screen, so I saw something recently that was like what kids five years old could draw like stick figures mm-hmm. or what they used to draw, like before our time even. They used to draw more intricate, because they would have more fine motor skills and now, because they're not on screens and now they have kids who are the same age, draw the same person and it's like a stick figure, stick figure that's super simple and it used to be like way more intricate and it's because they're not using their fine motor skills. They're mm. not playing with blocks. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're on phones, they're on iPads, they're on the screen. Yeah. And it's really sad to think that like they're not developing those parts of their brains because they're not using their skills anymore. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so much about it. That's sad. Like, it's, it's just, just sad. hard to know what the right thing to do
0: is. What's right and an what's instruction wrong. instruction manual. Which is why I think for both of us, like, I don't, we don't, I don't judge anyone who has a cell phone or social media at no, whatever no age. No, there's judgment.
1: Because I think, because any parent I think parent if does. anybody knew, right. they wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Totally. Or they
0: have so much time on their hands. They are monitoring every single thing and they feel really yeah, good about maybe. whatever is happening, which right. is fine. I don't have that kind of time or attention span. So it just doesn't work for me that way. But I, you know, if it's if it there's works no, for somebody else's family, thing. that's fine. Cause there is no instruction manual. I don't judge because we're all of, building every time the plane judge, and flying it, it at the same me. time. Right. So, so there you have it. No instruction
1: manual. So you do you. Just kidding. You do you <laughs> in your village. Just kidding. Don't do you. No, do no, you. Just you gotta
0: just do whatever works for you and your village will support that if it's the right village. Maybe. I'm noticing that. I'm surrounding myself with a lot more people that share the same values that my family does.
1: And... Yeah, but do you think that would ever happen if we didn't have COVID? I don't know. I wonder that sometimes. I yeah, do maybe. too.
0: Maybe, maybe it's a it, thing.
1: It changed so much about what we pay attention to and what's important and who we surround ourselves with and why do we think the things that we think and who else thinks like that? Because here's the thing. I put myself out there a lot with things that I believe and I've because of that, have found more people that think the way that I do. And it's been amazing because there's always people who are going to disagree or think differently than you, and those aren't your people. But then I found all these people that I felt so alone for so long on certain things that I believed and putting myself out there, I found people who are in the same wavelength as I am. And that's been amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. So, they're
1: talking about that.
0: But the moral of the story is to put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is. Here's the thing Just it's like super a theme scary. for all of
0: our podcasts this season. <laughs> put, yourself put yourself out, out there. there.
1: It really is. Maybe that should be like its own episode. I don't yeah. know. But it's true because it's always scary to do. You do it. Well, it's lonely. You get judged. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be haters. You, there's nobody who is loved 100% by people. That's never going to happen. But yeah. if you put yourself out there and you find more people who are like you, that's a win in my book. Yeah. Right? You'll have haters. That's always going to happen. Hater's and you'll have hate, people hate, 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 hate. that think you're crazy or whatever. That's okay. And it's who cares? We're not for everyone. We're not for everyone. That's another thing we have. It's Okay.
0: Parenting ain't easy. i got 99 problems <laughs> and I don't know what anyone. <laughs> and, and many more. <laughs> and, many
1: and many more, more to come. <laughs> That's being a parent. Oh. 99 problems and with more With no come.
0: instruction manual.
1: With no instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells you what to do. That's we're the hardest part about being a parent.
0: The best that we can with the, best the, the can. knowledge and that we have.
1: We've made big decisions lately about like what school we're going to go to. And it's worked out so far. Mm-hmm. for the most part. Yes. Yeah, like 75%. So for me. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Yeah. You just have to make those decisions and trust your instincts. Well, and hopefully it works out.
0: It's hard, and we're very lucky because we have each other and that sure. makes it a lot easier. So I know for I sure. do know how hard it has been even having you as a partner like going through this. So
1: Right, I if can't you're imagine out there
0: that. alone facing this. You're not alone. You can reach out to us, and we'll be right there for you because we've been through it, and we're going through it, and it's hard, for sure. And I'm—we're just, you know, we're trying to get it right. I'm trying not to like cause them years of therapy. I don't know if I'm nailing it or failing it, but I guess we'll find out when I get the bill. <laughs> Why are
1: you paying for it? Make them pay for it themselves. <laughs> Chris will make them pay for right. their own therapy, and I'll right. be like. Oh, baby, we screwed them up. Hmm. No, here you go. Here's the thing <laughs> I have learned: nobody's screwing anybody's kids out. No, they're not screwed up. They're happy. They're wholesome. They're you living. Get what you life. get. You don't throw a fit. Your parents are doing the best they ever know how. Yeah. So when I became a parent, I remember apologizing to my mom because I got it. I was like, "Wow, you did this. Yeah. How? Why?" Totally. more than once why I've apologized to my mom I feel like throughout various phases yeah of same parenthood yeah like sorry yeah sorry I was that way and sorry. I was an asshole <laughs> bad I teenager. was a
0: bad bad girl Life I'm bad. like shocked she still loves me I was evil but she still loves me and she's
1: awesome and see that's a mom a mom loves you no matter what <laughs> you're God. like I don't love me <laughs> so I don't know
0: <laughs> I don't know it's yeah
1: it's hard Anyway, all
0: right, well. (laughs) Wow, okay. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
1: Bye.